Blog Talk Radio. I think this team does a great job of making every member on the team feel valuable, understanding that everybody in in the lineup or on the bench is is contributing to this program. They all have a job that day, whether it be, you know, writing a chart, being the pinch runner, starting in center field, whatever it is, everybody has a job and they're all equally important. Nowadays in athletics, we just celebrate the victors and we don't realize really the victors are sometimes the ones who have put their heart and soul into an endeavor and maybe they did come up short, but you know what? They learned some valuable lessons along the way and then later on in life, it's going to serve them well. I want a team that's a accountable to each other and, and not to the coach. If you drink a Yoo-Hoo and you don't like it, I will give you your money back. And now it's time for your host, Jared Rogel. And welcome in, everybody. This is TTRS, the Coach Road Show. I uh, want to thank uh, ULM uh, head coach Corey Lyon for joining us um, the other week to talk about his Warhawks and also help us release our top ten seniors in our position for position list. Um, really quick, I'm going to run down those and for anybody that has not heard the show that we did with Coach Lyon to release those. Um, our position for position top 10 seniors this year for 2017 were uh, Sarah Gronawagen from Minnesota, Kylie Hansen from Florida Atlantic, Rochelle Roberts from ULM, uh, Carly Wester from Notre Dame, Hannah Flippin from Utah, Casey Cooper from Auburn, Caroline Seitz from Mississippi State, Jessica Burroughs from Florida State, Ali Aguilar from Washington, and the number one senior in the 2017 class this year, obviously, Marshall's Morgan Zirkle. So congratulations to everybody on that list. But today's show here on TCRS is all about Coastal Carolina University softball. And joining me right now on the line, the head coach, from CCU head coach Kelly Green. Coach, welcome into the program and welcome into the program for the very first time. Thank you very much. I appreciate appreciate it and it's great to be here. Well, Coach, as you know, I just moved down to Myrtle Beach, so not that, not that far at all away from Conway, looking to come out to many, many games this season. But since this is your first time here on the program, first time we've really talked CCU softball here on TCRS, Tell us a little bit about your program, about some of the players. Obviously, Forbes' name is out there a whole lot right now um, with all these preseason accolades. But just tell us a little bit about some of your players on that make up this 2017 roster. Sure. Well, we'll start with Tati Forbes. Um, you know, she's certainly one of our top returning players. And you're right, she's getting a lot of accolades preseason-wise. Um, I mean, she just had a phenomenal freshman campaign that, um, you know, just – you know, hit 479. Um, I mean, really, I, I don't know how teams got her out, and and they didn't get her out very often. So um, she uh, she's left-handed slapper. Um, we've worked on her being a little bit more of a triple threat this year. So excited to see her um, hit the ball with a little bit more power as well. But um, you know, she's just a tough out and plays with plays with good energy. Um, you know, she's going to be the the spark of our offense this year. She'll. She'll, she was our two-hitter last year, and uh, she'll move up to our leadoff spot and uh, be asked to – I don't know if you can ask her to contribute more, but um, we're going to need a similar performance out of her, um, and that's going to be a big part of our team's success. Uh, Coach, who are some of the other players that people may not be hearing a whole lot about right now that you feel are re- that really made a big jump 
in the fall or players that people just really need to keep an eye out for. Well, uh, I, I think one of the uh, one of our juniors, a redshirt junior, Amanda Daniker, she was out last year. Um, she would have been one of our top players last year, but was out out with an injury. Um, she's back this year. Had a good fall, um, so we're really looking forward. She's a catcher, um, picking it for power, high average. Um, so we're and, and great leadership. So it'll be so nice to have her back. Um, we really missed her last year, um, and uh, so she's a top returner. Uh, then we have, you know, we have a few players that, you know, really were platooning players for us last year that all did a great job that are now looking to fill in full-time roles um, with as much as we graduated last year. So we have, um, you know, outfielders Timmy Tooley, Adriana Toro, and Kaylee Mellon, who all platooned in right field last year and did a great job. Whoever we put out there seemed to get the job done, which was key to us, key to our success last year. Um, you know, and then, you know, you can't. You know, the in the circle, um, Ashley Gillette, uh, you know, did a had a pretty solid freshman year for us. Um, you know, had a couple really big games. You know, set our strikeout record in a game, um, threw a no hitter uh, in the post in the um, in our in our conference tournament. So she's capable of of really doing some big things in the circle, and we'll need that this year. So, um, you know, as far as our returners, uh, they're all going to get great opportunities, and and, uh, and 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 now more full time roles, and really looking forward to see what they can do. Um, and we're going to need them to to really step up. Um, and in our new conference this year and, and uh, in a new season. So, Coach, you mentioned it. Let's talk about that now and transition into this new conference, the Sunbelt Conference, some of the top teams in the country, um, you know, teams that are consistently, consistently good, obviously UL being on top there, and then, uh, you know, South Alabama, Texas State with uh, Randy Rupp. Your feelings about coming into this conference, and how much do you, how much do you know about this conference? And before you answer, I'll let everybody know coming into the Sunbelt Conference, Coastal actually holds a 21 and 16 overall record in program history against some of the schools there in that conference. So, Coach, coming into this conference, what are your thoughts? Well, I didn't know that record, so thanks. Um, I guess that's a that's a that's a positive. Um, certainly, we know it's a it's going to be a big task for us. I mean, we have a ton of respect for all these teams in the conference. Um, you know, I, I think um, you know I, we love being part of the Big South, and and you know certainly um, you know the Big South has been a great conference, and and um, but uh, you know the Sun Belt is uh, we know we know it's going to be a tough conference. We know these teams are some of the tops in the country. Um, you know, every weekend out is going to be, um, well, it's just going to be tough. And, um, you know, up and down, uh, you know, whether you're looking at ULL or, you know, whoever finished last in the conference, it, it's, it's not a cakewalk. Uh, and, and, we're, and, and that's a good thing. Um, you know, I think that's what any coach wants as part of their program, to play a tough schedule um, and uh, a schedule that allows, gives you the best opportunity to make the postseason. And I think that's um, you know, what the Sun Belt does. I mean, certainly, um, you know, one of the top conferences in Division One softball, um, we're, we're pumped about it. And, uh, but at the same time, we have, we have so much respect for every team in this conference and, and know it's, it's not going to be an easy task for us to, um, to win and, and uh, be in that, in that top part of the conference. So it's, uh, but, but we're, we're prepared. We're ready to go. And I'll let everybody know that 21 and 16 record um, for CCU against Sunbelt opponents um, is actually against 
four of the uh, nine schools, um, and those schools are Appalachian State, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, and South Alabama. So, Coach, when you look, uh, you know, this weekend, obviously the start of what should be a very, hopefully a very, very good year for your program, it, it starts with, with one of the biggest teams out there in the nation. Uh, February 10th at 3 p.m., you all take on Patrick Murphy and his uh, Alabama Crimson Tide. So when you come into this part of the season and start out with these kind of tournaments, what is your overall objective? Development um, experience uh, for our team right now. Um, we want to we want to get these kids out there. Um, you know, we only have a couple returning full-time starters. So, but what, that doesn't intimidate us. That doesn't um, that doesn't mean that we're not going to have a good year. But we need to get these guys out there and ready to go and and, and get that experience under their belt. So, um, so tournament play, we want to go out there and win every game, absolutely. But we want to put our we want to make sure we're getting put in situations. We want to we want to see how this team's going to respond. Um, learn from the good and the bad, um, and then get ourselves ready for conference. So, um, but we we do have a young team. There's no doubt about that. Um, but that we don't consider that necessarily a negative thing. But we do need to get these. We, we need to see pitches. We need to put ourselves in situations. There's only so much. I mean, inter squads are great, but we need to play outside opponents and and um, you know get out there, have fun, and and uh, just play hard and, and really just it's just learn. Learn from every pitch. Um, and, um, you know, that'll be our main objective. We, you know, certainly we want to win every single one of these tournaments we're in. We're hosting four of them. So um, we want to go out there and, and compete uh, and, and teach these players how to compete on every single pitch. Really quick, I'll go through all of the games uh, that Coastal will be in before we go any further in today's show. Um, as I said, on Friday, 3 p.m., Coastal will take on Alabama uh, Friday at approximately 5.30 p.m., Coastal will take on Youngstown State and then turn around on Saturday at 3 p.m., take on Youngstown State. Um, approximately at 5.30, taking on Townsend on Saturday. And then Sunday at 12.30, taking on Alabama. Anybody, uh, and Coach, I know you'll agree, anybody that has been around softball knows the reason I was saying approximately is because these things never run on time. <laughs> That that's true, and we we uh, we get our tournament times out there. We allow two and a half hours, but you know the average length of the softball game is a little bit longer these days. Although I think we're all work trying to work on that this year. But um, uh, yeah, it, it it those are approximate times. Certainly, we've we've played late into the night before at our tournament, so it we never know. <laughs> so, Coach, coming in, you've mentioned it a couple times now on the show today with us. You do have a young team, but what are some of the – what do you think some of the advantages are of having a younger team? Uh, well, they have good energy, you know. Um, and, and not that – I don't want to say that older teams don't. Um, so I, I, just speaking, I guess, for ourselves here. Um, but they're hungry to learn. You know, they know that they can get a lot better. They they know there's a lot of development ahead of them. Um, you know, there's not a there's not a ceiling that they can see. 
So they're, um, you know, they just want to be the very best. So I think, you know, that's nice. And, and then the fact to look ahead that, you know, we don't have any seniors this year. So this group, you know, all these players are going to be back again next year. So it's it's nice to think about the future of all this going on that, um, you know, it's not very often you don't graduate anyone. So, um, you know, so it's nice that we're going to have this group and adding some freshmen next year, of course, but we're going to have them for a couple of years. And, um, and we can really get so much better over that time. Um, and not have to worry about too much changeover. We might, we're going to add more next year, but we don't have to change too much. So that's kind of exciting. Um, and, uh, but, you know, they're just eager to learn. You know, they don't, they don't think they know it all. They, um, you know, they, they just, they're out there. They know no matter what drill they're doing, they, they're really, um, it's fun. This group is, is focused on the process. They understand, um, you know, it's, it really is about, um, you know, that just, it's a cliche, but one pitch at a time. And that, that includes practice. And that's, that's really what our focus is right now is just competing on every pitch, whether it's, um, you know, in a drill inner squad or, you know, now that we're getting into games and, and that's not an easy, that's not something that's easy to learn for any athlete. Um, but they, they're doing a pretty good job with it so far. This is TCRS, the coach road show. We're talking Tulsa Carolina softball with head coach, Kelly Green will be right back at this. Want to be remembered for someone. Want to be remembered for someone that worked uh, harder than anybody, uh, that trained more than anybody. Um, most importantly, that you know always was respectful of of the game. What's relevant is what you bring on that day and how hard you play and how hard you attack. Our game is like a boxing match. We we are like two heavyweight you know, boxers in the ring. You're going to give a blow, but you're going to take one, and you've got to give one back. And you just got to stay on your feet until you can get that knockout punch. If you drink a Yoo-Hoo and you don't like it, I will give you your money back. And now it's time for your host, Jared Rogel. And we're back here live on TCRS, the Coach Rose Show, talking Coastal Carolina softball. Um, Kicking Chicken Classic coming up February 10th at All Start. Uh, 3 p.m. is when Coastal will hit the field for the first time in this season, and that game will be against Alabama. Their second game will be at approximately 5.30 on this coming Friday, February 10th, against Youngstown State. Coach, something that came up yesterday, and and for those listening that don't know, I'm actually coaching high school softball in uh, Murrow's Inlet, South Carolina, and yes, Coach, the St. James Sharks will be out at Coastal Carolina this <laughs> Sunday to watch you all play Alabama. Uh, hey, had to get a little shameless plug in there for my high school team, you know. Um, but, Coach, something that came up um, between myself and our head coach the other day was travel ball versus high school ball. What kind of flags, if any, does it raise for you when you hear about a kid that, has been playing high school ball, but all of a sudden decides that for whatever reason she wants to go play travel ball instead of playing high school ball. Um, so to understand the question, she she stopped playing high school and only is playing travel ball. Yes. What kind of what kind of flags would that raise in, in the in the recruiting process? Well, we hate to you know we hate to come up and assume things um obviously it does raise some red flags of what happened to that what happened with her high school does she have issues with her coaches teammates those kind of things but you know for us if we're recruiting someone we're going to try to find out what happened 
um, you know, we'll talk to the kid first and, and hear her side, and then we may talk to a few other people to find out, you know, what's going on there. Um, you know, it's not always the kid's fault. It's not always the coach's fault. Sometimes it's a, a mix of both, and, and maybe there's a, you know, a good answer for it. But um, So although there might be some red flags, I think it's, I, I think it's unjust not to find out what happened. Um, I think there's a different, different circumstances that, that happen out there. And um, so I, other than that, I don't know what else to, you know, really say about it. I think, you know, we'd, we wouldn't want to be unfair to the kid or the program to, to make any, um, you know, wrong assumptions. But, um, you know, to be honest, it would raise a red flag, but we would, you know, try to get to the bottom of it and find out what happened. Coach, let's stay on recruiting if we can here for a minute. When you're out there, what are some of the things, and, you know, when you, your staff are out there at, at showcases, at, at tournaments, at clinics, uh, what are some of the things that really make you wonder if you want a kid or not? What are some things that you've seen? What are, I guess, some of the most common things that kids, that parents may do that completely – maybe turn them from being someone that you would say, hey, let's take this kid to, we don't want that kid anymore. Yeah, any kind of negative attitude on the field, um, you can tell when a kid loves to play or not. You can tell by their passion on the field, their excitement over plays, um, the energy that they have out there. Um, that's something that we've really honed in on um, and, and, and we're trying to find that kid who has that passion to play and really loves to play, not just the kid who's out there just trying to get a college scholarship and, you know, once she gets that, okay, she won. You know, that's that's all she cares about. Um, so we try to identify that. And, you, I mean, you could just, you know, the the simple things are just hustling on and off the field, but just the reaction when her team wins or when a teammate hits a home run or when she – um, you know, when she does something well, you know, we want to see that passion, that competitiveness out there. And it's, it's hard to describe, but it, it really is a, a, a level of energy um, that we see. And um, so that's something that, you know, what, there's a lot of talented kids out there, but they don't always have that energy. And that's something that, um, that we try to focus on a little bit more um, because that's the kind of kid we want in our program. Um, and, um, but any type uh you know, to go, you know, we've seen teams out there and players out there that just kind of go through the motions. They, they, they're not loving what they're doing out there. Um, they look bored. They look annoyed, um, just not having fun. And that's so easy to see. Um, I've walked away from games and, and certain travel teams before when, um, you know, because that, that negative attitude and that negative energy is so contagious. And um, it's just it's tough. It's tough to turn a kid – um, uh, and do something different. Um, so we really try to avoid uh, that that kind of kid. Um, you know, and the parents, you know, if, if there's parents that are trying to coach their kids from the stands or, um, you know, maybe yelling at the umpire a little bit too much, too much negative talk, um, we, we, I've walked away from kids too um, based on parents and, and the way they've act in, acted in the stands because, you know, it, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So um, we, if we can identify some of those things, we, we walk away. We try to avoid that. Definitely. You know, I, I get, I'll get questions from time to time and, and everything I do with, within softball coaching and, and other areas as well. 
and I'll tell parents when they when they ask me, you know, what what kind of things do I need to be concerned about? And I and you know, I'll tell them, listen, mm-hmm. the coaches are not only marrying the players, but they're marrying you for the next four years also. So right. anything you do is going to be a reflection on your kid. Um, you know, right. and, and same thing with kids. I mean, I, I I can't tell you how many times I've been to showcases and I've seen a kid, you know, hey, take my bat pad. Really? Carry your own. <laughs> but mm-hmm. Coach, let's go back to your team again. I'll, I'll remind everybody the Chicken Chicken Classic uh, kicked off your all's first game will be against Alabama this Friday at 3 p.m. Um, when you look at your team in particular, Coach, what are some of the key things that you think you've really improved on from – last season, from the end of last season through fall, through this practice leading into leading into tournament time? Um, well, it's tough to compare our team from last year because we graduated so much. Um, so it's I, I don't know that we've necessarily um, so it, we try not to compare it to last year and, and our personnel because our personnel is totally different um, this year. But I, I think um, you know, one of the areas that, that I'm so far, at least, we'll see how we do this weekend. But, you know, I think overall our base running, we've put a lot of emphasis on our decision-making, our aggressiveness, making sure our players are looking for that extra base. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to see what they'll do um, against opponents because in intra-squads it's been great. They've been very aggressive um, and um, always looking for that base. So we need to continue to do that. I think that'll make a big difference. You know, we, we lost power from last year. That's no, that's no secret. Um, will some of these younger players, um, you know, make up for some of that? Absolutely. Um, and, and, and we expect that to happen. But we also want to make sure that we're being able to create some runs, too, by being aggressive on the bases. So, um, you know, they, they have to have that mentality when they get on, get on base that, that they, they need to find a way to score. And that aggressiveness, you know, their personalities aren't all aggressive. So that's a little bit of a change for them. Um, but we always tell them, you know, you can be as shy as you want off the field, but when you step on this field, you need to turn into an animal, um, and, um, and 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 that intensity needs to go to a whole another another level. And that's and and that intensity is going to be important in our base running. So as 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 much of a small thing that it seems, I mean, base running makes such a big difference in um, in so many games throughout the year. Um, so that's been kind of a point of emphasis for us, and and I've really been pleased with with some of the things we're doing there. Um, and I think the other the 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 biggest thing that we need is in the circle. Um, you know, we have three pitchers this year. Um, we already talked about Ashley Gillette. Taylor Rayhatch was hurt for most of last year. She, but she is a returning pitcher who will who will look um, to to really earn some time in the circle this year. And then we have a freshman, um, Devin Wallace, who you know we're going to look look to throw a lot of innings and um, and do do some nice things for us. So that's going to be. Uh, you know, last year, if you look at our team, the offense was there. We didn't get the we didn't get the consistent results in the circle um, enough to to get us to the postseason. So, um, but this year, we we need our pitchers to to do the job. Um, we absolutely need them to be animals in the circle. Um, using that word a lot, animals. But um, and uh, they need to be the pitcher that want they they we need them to want the ball, attack the zone. And um, do what they're capable of doing. They, they, all three of them can be the strength of our team. Um, they just need to make sure they're focusing on every pitch 
and um, uh, and if they can do that, that we feel like they can have a pretty good year for us. Good. A couple more questions for you. One thing that I'm that I'm always interested in is in you know developing players, developing teams, and we heard it in one of the drops during the intro to the show today. Um, our women's head women's basketball coach talking about how he wants his players to be. Um, you know, accountable to each other and, and not to the coach. Your thoughts on that, and what, if anything, do you all do as a staff to kind of help your players realize, maybe not directly, but maybe indirectly, that they do need to be accountable to each other because once coaches step in, it's over. Right. Um, that That's huge. We talk about that all the time, and it's probably one of the toughest battles we have um, because it's so peer that peer accountability is so difficult for them, um, and we struggle there. We, I mean, that is, you know, not afraid to admit it. We struggle with that, um, but it's something that we discuss all the time. Uh, you know, it, it takes a special leader um, and a special. It takes a confident person to be able to do that um, amongst their teammates. Um, but it's so important to have when you it, successful teams have it, and. Um, you know, I think we have some. We certainly have some because we have such a young team. That's it's a it's a hard concept for them to grasp. They, you know, they, you know, they they struggle to tell each other, hey, your shirt's untucked, get it tucked in. As simple as that may seem, um, you know, and uh, it, it's a struggle for them. And it's it's always been a challenge for you know any team I've coached to get that point across. But you know, eventually we we find some great leaders that that are able to. Um, to grasp that concept and, and they're not scared to tell their teammates because they, they put the team above themselves. And um, so we're always preaching that we're always talking about it. I mean, we've gone, you know, we, if, if we have a player that we feel that should have been, been held accountable and it could be as simple as, Hey, your shirt's not tucked in. We know, we know that the, her teammates saw her shirt not tucked in. So you know what? Everybody get on the line. Because you all saw that she was wrong and nobody said anything. So they learn pretty quick when you do things like that. But we try not to punish them too much for, for those kind of things. I mean, we've had groups like the program come in and, um, you know, former uh, military special ops people and work with our team, and it's all about accountability. I mean, um, it, you know, that was, that was a great experience. We've had that before. So we'll bring outside people in to talk to them about it and, and put them through things. Um, but really, it's it's just something that we're constantly trying to enforce, um, and um, and as they as they grow through our program, it gets it gets better, and um, we certainly develop better leaders by the time they get out of here, and and that's something that we're very proud of. It's something that's very important to our success, um, but it's something that we don't we don't we're not quite there right now with this group. Um, we certainly need it, and and not that they get in trouble, and not you know it's not about that necessarily, but it's just little things. It's just. Um, uh, it, it's it's a lot. All those little things add up a little bit, but um, but they'll get there. I, I think we have some great young leaders in the, in this uh, in this program, and um, but uh, but absolutely, it's it's an important thing to have in any program. Coastal of Carolina gets their softball season underway for 2017 this Friday, starting at three o'clock against Alabama, approximately 5:30 on Friday against Youngstown State, Saturday at three against Youngstown State. Townsend, uh, 5.30 on Saturday and closing it out against Alabama at 12.30 on Sunday. Coach Green, it's been great having you on. Hopefully we can have you on a whole lot more during the regular season 
and during the postseason as well. Any closing comments you have for uh, fans out there in Seal Nation? Uh, no, except for you know when your team comes out on Sunday, I I, I hope they're wearing teal. We don't want to see any uh, we don't want to see any crimson in the stands. So if you can uh, make sure they all have some teal garments, that'd be that'd be great. I will make sure of that as as best I can. I know we got practice here coming up in a few hours, and uh, I'll do everything I can to make that happen, Coach. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on, Jared. I appreciate it. No problem. This has been TCRS, the Coach Road Show. Make sure if you are anywhere near Conway, South Carolina, you get to the Kitchen Chicken Classic this weekend at Coastal Carolina University. Again, the first game for CCU will be against Alabama Friday at 3 p.m. Make sure you guys check out Abby and Blake on Twitter and follow them on Twitter at TCR Show. That's at TCR Show. Make sure you also look up the Coach Road Show on Facebook, key phrase, key word, the Coach Road Show. Until next time, later times, everybody.